Hello, welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture biology podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay, and she's Sarah, and we are marine biologists in recovery, and one of us is a giant Trekkie, which is helping today. (laughs) Today we're talking about... Season 7, episode 19 of Star Trek, The Next Generation, Genesis. Genesis. I don't know if it's... Was it actually episode 19? Oh, you wrote 19. I wrote 19th of March. Oh. I think (laughs) it was really... Oh, it is episode 19. Oh. I knew it was pretty close to the end. Because I had to scroll all the way through all the other episodes on Netflix. sorry. I should have told you where it was. No, no, like I looked it up first. I'm just oh, like, okay. when when you're picking an episode. You oh, know. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Lindsay, was this your first, like, full episode of Next Generation to watch? Oh, probably not. Um, no? It was okay. always on. Like, I know okay. who everybody is. Yeah. Um, And all of that. Okay. And but first, first in a long time. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't remember... But I'm sure I've watched some. I don't okay. know. I know. I know the yeah. deals with Yeah, the you knew all the, the generic characters and Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. So yeah, this was um aired on the nineteenth of March in nineteen ninety four. It was directed by Gates McFadden, who's the actress who plays uh Beverly Crusher, and it's Yay. the only uh TNG episode directed by a female cast member. Some of the male cast members, like um, Jonathan Frakes in particular, but a few of them directed a bunch of episodes. But this was the first one that a female cast member directed. Well, he directs everything that exists. Well, now, yeah, but like he he learned how to direct on Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So yeah, and it was um, it's this episode Genesis is often referred to as one of the worst. (laughs) Um, I don't feel that strongly about it like there's definitely ones that i would intentionally skip whereas this one i if i'm doing a watch i will watch this one because like it's got some good stuff in it um and i think it won some special effectsy kind of awards Mm -hmm. and was definitely nominated for makeup effects yeah yeah i didn't find it too bad you know obviously we're gonna get into the biology problems of it but yeah other than that it just seemed like a pretty normal like standalone i don't know you can't really i don't know can you call star trek episodes bottle episodes because most of the um, time they take place this, on ships. Yeah, this totally wouldn't count as a bottle yeah. episode, I don't think, because it has so much special effects. Yeah, and stuff, so it costs a lot of money, but yeah, it's but, it's all one like very few sets, basically. Yes, there's definitely no sets. Yeah, um, but it is so, a standalone. Like, like, okay, like I didn't need to know anything. Like, um, oh, even yeah, back, the stuff I knew, I didn't need to know back then. Basically, all of Star Trek was bought, yeah. like standalone episodes. Standalone like, there episodes. was some sometimes where you'd have two parters, and like some things would very slowly change. But like, there's very little. I mean, I think the only thing that you would get a little bit more out of this is that at this point in the ep- in the series, Worf and Troy were kind of maybe dating in a weird way. Yeah, I kind of got that because they were eating yeah. lunch together, and that's yeah. how television works. Basically, and then yep. Riker was sometimes jealous and sometimes totally fine with it. So mm-hmm. um, that kind of came up in here, but also like 
Worf and Riker were both devolved into yeah weird jealous crazy aggressive patriarchal stupidness yeah yeah Yeah. so um do you want to start off sort of talking about where the plot starts sure well the plot starts in the sick bay so that's a thing that you learn right away if you didn't know that beverly crusher is a doctor and you can tell because she's got a long coat on Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and she's doing science with her phone i don't know Everything they do is with that thing. It's a tricorder. It's it's very handy because it can do literally everything. It tells you exactly what you need to know when you need to know it. Exactly. But not before because suspense. Um, And then the, you know, random sickbay stuff. Riker's in there talking about how he's a womanizer because he's Riker and that's what we (sighs) like about him. (laughs) Or something. Or something. And also, like, dating in his chain of command, which... Yeah. Problematic. Mm-hmm. Well, not yeah. this This person was just a... Did he say who it was when he was rolling over in all the well, bushes of spines or whatever? He's the first officer, so he's everybody's boss. Yeah, everybody's for the captain. Ooh, let's write that. <laughs> Don't worry, it's already been written. Of course it has. <laughs> um, but, you know, maybe... It's okay in the future? I'm not really sure. It depends yeah, who you ask. Who knows? And also, like, who it was in general, right? You're like, well, and you know, I, it, sounded on... like, it sounded like the person was, like, a department head, at least. So it's mm-hmm. not like it was an ensign, which, you know, has happened yeah. also in the show. Of course it has. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, then Data comes in with his cat. Like, is this the cat that he's always had? Yeah, he got a cat at some point, and the cat... Is around when it's convenient. Mm-hmm. Is it to um, make him feel more human? Yeah, I think he's decided that it's like a thing that people that should do. Humans do, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like exploring his humanity. I'm not. Yeah, uh, we could get into pets on Star Trek, but maybe it's we'll fine. Learn. And I know that yeah. Data has a lot of stuff. My sister has told me many, many things about yes. how much she enjoys Data. Yes, data in this one. I don't like data in this. He was one, very. He was just an exposition machine. Like he and was. It was a convenient plot point because he wasn't human, so he wasn't affected. Like he could have been. He basically was C three PO to yes. cross cross my streams. Um, yes, because think, all he did was give information. Yeah, I think the thing I don't like about him in this is that he equates like his cat having kittens to actually being a parent. Yes. Um, which is not the first time that he, like, his singular human experience that's, like... I mean, obviously, he's having his own experiences that we can't... Um, yeah. Quantify. Understand, but, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, that's very fair. And, and, like, it's a, you know, a metaphor, not a metaphor, a parallel of what... How he... Like it's, he uses it to assume that's what it's like, but obviously it's yeah. not. But he doesn't know that, and it's very complicated, except yes. it's not. I don't know. Yeah. And then um, uh, Lieutenant Barkley, who you probably wouldn't know if you haven't watched the show that much, but he's like a semi-regular. Right? Yeah, like his face is character. familiar, but I don't know if that's from Star Trek or from what I assume the other seven million shows he's been on, because yeah. he has that kind of face. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, so he's, like, a bit of a hypochondriac, a bit. Um, he's a hypochondriac, and, yeah. Yeah, and they, she gives him some T1 cells because he needs a flu vaccine, basically. Basically, yeah. Basically, basically. 
And then also all everybody's getting shots in the neck, which doesn't make me feel comfortable. Well, it's not a needle. It's a, I know, but it's, it's still like, wait, can we just do it not in the neck? Is it too much work to pull up their space arms? I think so. Yeah. Then you'd have to take their, pull their sleeves up and they too tight. Like they used to, the actors at various points would complain that the suits were so tight that it would make them hunch and like their backs and shoulders would hurt. Like, yeah. So there's no way they could roll Especially their Especially with all of that hair. <laughs> oh my God. So much hair. So Man, much how hair. majestic is Worf's hair when it's loose though? I know. I was so confused oh. because I don't think I ever watched it when I, even when I was sporadically on. I think I only watched either at the beginning of TNG when his hair was short. Yeah, he had short hair. Yeah. So then when I was trying to figure out what was going on with him just in the first couple of scenes with his hair, and then it was yeah. down, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Worf. He has a lot of hair. Damn. Yeah. It's majestic, man. Mm-hmm. And, like, in this one, it's weird, but, like, in Deep Space Nine, spoilers, it would be, like, <laughs> is in romantic situations with Dax. Like, it's just, it's glorious, his hair. I'm, I don't, I'm a huge fan of Worf's hair. Because the one, the Deep Space Nine that you made us watch yes. before, I don't remember, his, was his hair long? Do we just never... Yeah, he usually wears it, like, really tightly, like, in a braid or sort of, like, in a... No, maybe it was in like, a braid. A, a braid sort of wrapped in leather things, mm. kind of? So it Yeah, that really... might have been what it was. Yeah, you don't see it loose very often. It's only on special occasions. No, only on special or... occasions when he's turning into a crow Klingon? Yeah, like, whatever he turns into. <laughs> oh my goodness, so yeah. crazy. And then, yeah, they all start acting a little bit... Strange. Well, first Picard and Data have to go away. Oh, yes. Plot. Well, I think Worf was acting a little dumb before that. But yeah, he was acting just... a little... He was acting weird, but they're like, it, the time left frame doesn't really match up. No, like, well... It would have to happen super fast, and it's not like he was right next to... Um, What's-his-face? Barkley. When that happened, so it's a little strange. No, but that's whatever. true. I don't know. Maybe he was actually just frustrated, and then it just Maybe. snowballed. Yeah. Goodness gracious. So yeah, uh, Picard and Data head off to track down a rogue, poorly aimed torpedo that, mm-hmm. yeah, they need to go destroy. Yep. And Troy gets to be in command, because this is shortly after she takes the um, bridge commander's test in season seven. So she's actually like allowed to command the spaceship. Which yeah, yeah. Cool. well, Riker's in command at first, and then he goes away. Oh, yeah. He to, goes to, to do to something. To cranky. That well, no, I think... Too. Uh, she's in command later. Like first, they have lunch. Oh, she's not yeah, in command goes, when yeah. when they have lunch. No, um, after lunch. She's, she's like it's. Command. It felt kind of like shifts. Like Riker was in command, and then he went off to do his Riker things, and she was like, "It's my turn to take over the bridge." Yeah, that's probably true. Like he gets first shift because he's the big boss, so he gets the good hours, and then yeah, yeah, she gets to pick up a shift in the evening. Yeah, after and then she's like, counseling. "I worked so hard to do all of this, and now I'm leaving." <laughs> She's like, I'm really thirsty. I need a bath. Yep. <laughs> oh, but before that, we get to see her space glass. Yeah, it was so random. <laughs> it's like shimmery and purple, yep. like for no reason. Yep. It looks like, yeah, she looks like she was kind of drinking something crazy. Also, she yeah. was drinking it with two hands, which I understand was like a plot point because she was so thirsty. But it looked, it was very strange. Yeah. And she's eating fish eggs and Worf is eating all the meats and mostly shellfish which i think was just because it's easier to just gnaw into yeah it looked like yeah Yeah. like lobster legs and stuff yeah and like octopus and so yeah Mm -hmm. it looks crazier i don't know but also it could be 
like I don't know if he was then, but I know that um, Michael Dorn now is like a super vegan guy, like super healthy vegan mm. person. So like I don't know, yeah, how they would film that if he was vegan back then. I have no idea if he was vegan back then. So yeah, I don't know. But maybe he was. Maybe he only would eat fish or something. Fish, maybe. Yeah. Or they just thought it looked cooler and more Yeah, because it's easy though, to, like, like, tear into stuff. Yeah, well, there's something yeah. about octopus legs that make, that are, like, ooh, alien-y. Ooh. Yeah. Because octopus That was cool. Crazy, yo. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Riker at various points starts getting extra dumb, like, mm-hmm. more so than usual, mm-hmm. forgetful, not able to, like, read properly. Yeah. Um, and- I don't know if it was just how he was holding his face or if they, like, slowly were putting, like, prosthetic like brow ridges in but yeah yeah, he started i noticed that and um lieutenant barkley was doing this really cool like he was super hyper focused which like wasn't super unusual for barkley but it was just more extreme Mm -hmm. and then he would do like anytime he put his hands down or like put his hands on something he would like spread his hands out sort of spider like because spoiler alert ends up turning into a spider yeah it's only because i've seen this episode like 17 times yeah so you can see that kind of stuff Yeah, yeah 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 so he and um, Jordy go off to look at some MacGuffin-y thing. There's, like, there's no reason, I don't think. Like, are they t- are they linked as to why the ship is having problems? Oh, yeah, because, um, Worf's just, like, running around like a crazy primitive, like, mm. prehistoric Klingon mm-hmm. and spraying, the, they say it's, like, colic acid and enzymatic agents, so it's, like, dissolving the metals in those uh, things. Oh, okay. I think I yeah. that didn't click for me, because it was... Yeah. It was... That, that, like, that part of the plot, like, about why things are falling apart on the ship mm-hmm. is, like, not very well tied together. Yeah. Because I think... You assume it's Worf, but, like, he he was working and like he was doing other stuff. So like, yeah, maybe there's other people that also get like crazy, like biological maybe. solvent things. And they just kind of forgot to connect that dot. Yeah. I feel like that. Yeah. Just like the timeline is a little bit wrong. Like, yeah, no, the timeline in all of this is messed up, but we'll yeah. get there. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's not what I'm just like the order so, of events. Like warp is oh. there. But he's yeah. he's just angry, and then he goes to sleep, and he sleeps on the floor. He like pulls all the stuff out of his pod, his um, mattress. Which, yeah. if we were sponsors now, then we could go go right into a Casper mattress ad. But we don't have that. Um, <laughs> no. And and then I don't know, like if it's after that that then the the decide discover that the wire is degrading. Like so, he may no, have. It was before that. Okay. Yeah, it was before he went to bed. Yeah, so like, maybe he was wandering around spraying stuff and they, then went to bed? Yeah, they were doing that, like, while Worf and Troy were having lunch, I think. Yeah, so that doesn't make any sense. No. Anyways, it was Whatever. very odd. Um, Crusher, oh yeah, so then uh, Troy's in command mm-hmm. for, like, five minutes. She's freezing cold, and she thinks the air is too dry, so she leaves and goes to have a hot bath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's in command for, like, yeah. two minutes. Well, but two minutes that we see. She could have been in command for hours before that. Well, yeah, because she kept adjusting the temperatures and it made Worf mad. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. Although, yeah, I think from Deep Space Nine, we learn that Klingons don't like heat. Yes, this is, I'm pretty sure that's true. So that would make him extra cranky. Yeah. Um, So she goes to have a bath in her clothes, which is fair because... We have to film her 
which also yes. I wouldn't mind having that bathtub. It was like a little oh pool hot tub thing with a waterfall. Yeah, it was amazing. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. Which is extra weird because, like, they always talk about how they have sonic showers. Because mm. I think just they like the term sonic shower. Yeah. It sounds spacey. spacey. And, like, so you don't waste water. But, like, they have replicators, so they could have real showers. They just mm, yeah. don't. <laughs> so I'm glad they also get to have nice baths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this is where it gets super uncomfortable because Worf comes in and he's like, I need to be near you. And he yeah. attacks her. Um, yeah. which you, I saw your note, um, yeah. biting, biting on the face is a, is a thing. Well, I don't know about specific face biting, but biting is like a Klingon, like, um, like romantic gesture mm, or like, like sexual sea otters. gesture. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally like sea otters. So yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, they don't really go into a lot of details in other episodes about how far along Troy and Worf's. Uh, mm. sexual relationship was so like who knows where yeah they, but it like, was whether still it was like consensual or not but yeah, yeah it was still like wasn't... super upsetting and yeah and that part wasn't consensual yeah. like no because she wasn't in a state to yeah consent consent yes um so then somehow she ends up in the medical bay i don't remember well because she's still like a little bit in her right mind even though she's cold and right dehydrated so yeah so she I guess calls for medical attention because there's a security guy like sitting with Worf who by this point is like nonverbal. Right. Yeah. 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 And then has venom glands on his face. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And Deanna has the weird blumpy thing, which turns into gills later. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so Dr. Crusher goes over to look at Worf and then he sprays her in the face. Yes. So that she can direct the episode. Yep. Very, very convenient. We never see her again. She needs reconstructive surgery. And at the end, she's totally fine. And looks exactly the same. Well, yeah. That, I know. pretty normal for Star Trek. I know. It's just so... Like, they, they didn't need to say she needs reconstructive surgery. Like, she could have just been... I don't know. Yeah. In stasis. Or whatever other sciencey words. Like, <laughs> it seems like the doctor needs reconstructive surgery. And... But... So I know that there are other doctors on the ship, but like, yes, that happens and was organized. Very, it seems like such a low priority. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, this sh- entire ship being turned into crazy animals, but she's fine and has no recovery whatsoever. Well, again, on the timeline, right? Yeah. Like things are like going awry, but like the ship's still working and the power is still on. And then. We come back from commercial and Picard and Data just come to a ship that's like floating dead mm-hmm. in space and nothing's working. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But like without it being super clear that time passed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they so, come back and the ship's all like off axis and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But like there's no up in space. Yeah. But there's right? an, like there's an episode of um, a Firefly work. Um, they talk about how she's like a ship is not like it's off kilter like um, regardless of like being upside down is one thing but like not not flying in a in the way that the ship is supposed to be flying yeah I guess so like if you're going in a certain direction you should be like perpendicular to that direction yeah or something like that like there's something that Kaylee says that she's I don't remember if it's Serenity or if they're talking about another ship I think another, like, maybe the one that the Reavers are on that's, like, rotating, but not even rotating in a proper way. Like, it's off 
something. Yeah. So, or like off axis. Yeah. So there's definitely it was something like that. And also the Enterprise isn't where it's they coordinated to meet up. So yeah, that's and also a little problem. The lights are off too. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, like they yeah. had to uh, Data had to like reshift their shuttle thing so they could dock properly. So like that kind of thing is not s- straight. I guess. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then yeah, they see this like human shaped reptile skin shed, which is gross and creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gross and creepy. And then they go. To the bridge, and there's just a rando dude who I saw at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's, he did, because of the color of his shirt. Yeah, we yeah. never know his name. We've no. never seen him before. No. The only reason I noticed him was because I think he was Latino, and I was like, oh, that's fun, because I don't know. It's Star Trek. I'm like, oh, is that a normal person? Then I, then he died, and I'm like, nope, just a red no. shirt. There was, like, there's... um. Uh, I don't know if it's her actual character name because they don't. Re- she doesn't really ever speak, and nobody talks to her. But there was a, a lady in with like short hair in a yellow shirt. She was like covering for Worf while he was doing his Worf things, mm-hmm. and um, she's like, yeah, L- Lieutenant Junior J, and like she's in a bunch of episodes, but like never gets to talk, never gets any storylines. Mm-hmm. And uh, another Star Trek podcast that I listened to, uh, Mission Log is like obsessed with her or was when they were doing TNG, they would like call it out every time they saw her. And like, yeah. I think they got like shirts and stuff. About her. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Rad. Yeah. And she's there's cool hair. just, um, like the reoccurring extras. Like I was just listening to a commentary on a Buffy episode where they're called out some extras that like went to school, but they were always at the bronze. They went to college with them. They were everywhere. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, they didn't do that as well and as consistently in Star Trek. Yeah. Like, there was definitely some background ones that would be around a lot, but then they didn't kill those ones off. They would kill off, like, extra randoms. Yeah, like people they would hire specifically to kill. Yeah. 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 And then, I don't Why do they go to Troy's quarters? Well, first they find Riker, I think. I don't know. The order of find... things is weird. I can't remember. Um, why do they go to Troy's quarters? Oh, maybe th- maybe that was before they went to the bridge that they went, and so they were just walking by. I'm not sure. Anyways, yeah, I we get cannot to see Troy face down in the bathtub, and then she comes up, and she's got like these crazy gills, and like mm-hmm. it was very cool. Yeah, it was crazy. She didn't um, even look like herself. Yeah, no, they did a really good job. With mm-hmm. her um, that was fun. And, and then, then yeah, they say some yeah, and then they're like science words. Yeah, she's an amphibian. She's breathing water as well as air. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then they pull her out of the water and just stick her on a table in the sick bay, which is, like, not the thing you should do. Yeah, like, she needs at least she to needs, be somewhere humid. Yeah, warm air, humid air, or yeah. water. Like, it's just yeah. such a dumb thing to do to her. It's okay, though. She was under the magic Oh, yeah, um, the, the shiny blanket. The shiny purple blanket. I loved it. Yeah. Uh looked yeah. super comfortable and warm. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, so at some point they find Riker, who's gone full Cro-Magnum with his yeah. brows. Australopithecine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and they test cool. the wound on Deanna and discover that it's yeah. Klingon saliva. It's Klingon. Yeah, I don't know how they can tell it's saliva. I don't know either. Like, it's, She's been Again. in the water for, like, yeah. a really long time. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I guess after they see Riker, then Data's like, oh, the crew is de-evolving. Yep. 
Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, crazy science words that we'll we'll talk about mm-hmm. the science of yeah. this stuff later. Um, and um, so they then they just stand and talk for a while, and Data's like, Captain, you will also de-evolve in about 12 hours, and you will turn into a lemur or a marmoset, which, how, <laughs> how do I know this? Nobody knows. And also, like, lemurs and marmosets, yes, like, relatively closely related, but if you're going to pick, like, two primates to... Yeah. Like, those are, like, the least closely related primates. Yep. Ever. Yep. <laughs> like, and, lemurs only live in Madagascar. Yep. And we'll get to, like, evolutionary chains and orders and stuff, yeah. but, like, but why, um, like, a, why a marmoset and not a gorilla or a chimp? Yeah, exactly. Like, why or, Why a lemur? Like, he's like or like a squirrel, like, you know? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> why? It's so random. And though I was a little bit sad that we never got to see him in his, like, monkey yeah. makeup. Um, yeah. but not really. No, because then other humans like Barkley end up turning into cool, crazy spiders. Yeah, but he kind of looked a little octopusy as well. And I meant that by like, he looked like a cephalopod, not like the James Bond thing. Oh, um, but um, there were spider webs everywhere. I know there were spider webs everywhere, but just like when he, he like, crashed against the window and like flung an arm up and the arm just looks, I don't know. It looked I don't. Yeah, like, no, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, land octopus. Sure, with webs. <laughs> with webs. Yeah. Um, and we never um, see Jordy. He's off. No, like Jordy at some point was like tired. Yeah, maybe he turned into a sloth and just like oh maybe went to have a nap. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he's one of the ones in the arboretum. Or maybe they were like, we don't need you today, Jordy, and he went off and read some books to children. Yeah, probably. Probably. And, like. Didn't get a massive headache from wearing his visor. wearing his hair clips around in front yes. of his face. <laughs> See, I was around when TNG was on. <laughs> I knew what was going on. I had banana clips that I put in front of my eyes, <laughs> like everybody else. Amazing, amazing, amazing. <sighs> and then, oh, and then the cat, the pregnant yes. cat, comes back to be an important plot point. Yes, because is... they're yeah, in... interesting. Oh, because the computer in Data's room will work because of reasons. Yes. He has his own special computer that he made himself. Sure. Why not? Um, and then the kittens are there, and he's like, but the cat, what the hell? And then the cat has turned into an iguana? Komodo yeah. dragon. I couldn't really Iguana. T- iguana. It was an iguana. Um, yeah, Komodos a, are way bigger. Yeah, with a convenient, um, still with a... Pink collar. Collar. On. Yeah, very convenient. <laughs> and then they're like, oh no, the cat. And then they do science, 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 and they're like, oh... It's fine. We'll just leave these brand new kittens on the floor who obviously hadn't eaten anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and are still blind and very small and don't oh, have a mom. Like, yeah, like cold and dying and yep. <laughs> yep. We'll just leave the cats. They're fine. They didn't get the virus. So they didn't get the virus. Fine. So they're totally fine. Let's concentrate on this science. So this part I actually I liked. I liked that it made sense. Like the amniotic fluid. Um, and yeah. the placental stuff, like, that protected them, because we know that that's a semi-truism from life, like, placentas yeah. and stuff protect babies, which is why, um, like, mothers, females, pregnant females are the most uh, heavily polluted animals, like marine animals um, in yeah. killer whales, because their babies, like, they protect their babies, so they take all of the toxins in, kind of thing. Yeah. Um so that, like, that's a truism. So I like that that 
kind of works. And like, um, like talking about real stuff for a sec rather than science fiction stuff. Like um, women who are HIV positive with the right um, protection, like during birth, and then some other stuff about placenta, mm-hmm. like don't pass HIV onto their yeah, babies because it's like a because it doesn't go through the um, placental, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. So, so that yeah, so that makes a semblance of sense. Yeah, the yeah. fact that. They need the humanoid amniotic fluid to protect all the humanoids. Because, like, even all the aliens. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, statistically, there's not that much genetic difference between humanoids and kittens compared to... Well, they didn't have any of that left, which... Oh, yeah, I guess There was no more pregnant cats. There was no more pregnant cat. But, yeah, they, like, they specifically, like, needed to find... A human pregnant human yeah which i guess also she would have more amniotic fluid yeah. than a cat yeah but they have replicators so yeah <laughs> um so they go and find her and she's turned into a she's turned into a monkey or a chimp or yeah. whatever basically they took they were like hey does anybody know the guy who did the makeup on planet of the apes because we need him today yeah. yes um, we use those prosthetics yep <laughs> and then data's like yeah yeah i'll totally take some of her amniotic fluid out of her neck and yep. make this fire test. <laughs> That's where the amniotic fluid lives. Yep. And then the computer's like, we've got it. I'm going to replicate it now. And Data's like, okay. Um, and then that's when Worf attacks. Yes. Sickbay. Sickbay. He's got like, he, first of all, he gets up to be 200 kilos, which is like 400 pounds so like how did Worf gain that much money in like or that much money that much weight in like a day two days maybe like from all of the seafood he was eating yeah I don't know that was crazy Mm -hmm. and then they realize that um and actually this part I liked because we've talked about this before in like um the Meg and other ones of like it doesn't make sense that Worf would be putting that much effort into getting prey when like there's tons of other mm-hmm. uh, crew members around mm-hmm. so it must be something else <gasps> it's his mate it's love or just not mm-hmm. really it's just pheromones not really love yep yeah <laughs> yeah pheromones so so um, he spends a lot of energy trying to go through trying to break down a, uh, the door of the sick bay and then picard's like walks four feet across and he's like oh look another door i'm leaving yep That was amazing. And Worf is like, what? Yeah. Uh, and then and he then sprays him with his mist thing that he made super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, with no water. Data's like, here, I made you this misty spray from my computer, but there was no water attached to anything. It just now has water in it. Sure. Well, it's a, it's a hypo spray, so it has it's magic. Okay. It does whatever you need it to do, just like the tricorder. Okay. Yeah. It, um, it delivers what it needs to do in the form it needs to deliver it. Perfect. Science. <laughs> Science. In space. Yes. Um, space. So then Picard sprays some pheromones around and runs mm-hmm. and then gets like stuck in a door where he's perfectly silhouetted and Worf's like, I see you. Um, yeah. And then they run and Picard's really scared because he's turning into a monkey. So he's afraid of big things. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. They should have had him turn into, like, something that was clearly, like, 
a small prey animal. Like, I think squirrel would have been good. Yeah. I think maybe um, Patrick Stewart said no squirrels. No, like, even just instead of saying lemur or marmoset, if they'd said that he was turning into a squirrel, they didn't need to do the makeup effects. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just turn him into something smaller and more Mm -hmm. scaredy. Like, yeah, and, like, just more variety rather than just, like, everybody except for Barkley that we see that's human is um, a primate. And then Troy, who's half human, half betazoid, is an amphibian. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. More variety would have been cool to see Mm -hmm. or hear about. Plus, Jordy. Um, sloth Jordy. Yeah, well, that's true. My head I've, cannon. I've decided he's a sloth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then they run, and he knocks about, or he electrocutes him, or... Electrocutes him. Yeah. Yeah. In a tiny space, uh, and that's fine. Um yeah. And then Data's got the stuff, but he's replicating it, and then everything's fine. Yeah. And, and then, then Dr. Crusher's back. With her face looking totally normal. Yep. Amazing. So perfect. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, but we never find um, out if the cats survive. Um. Yeah. We never see about. We never hear about the kittens again. Spot yeah. comes back. But yeah, the kittens. Who knows? I don't think the kittens make it. <laughs> no. Probably not. But like, this isn't a first because also again back to um, mission log, another Star Trek podcast. Um, is at some point, like, I don't know if we see the puppies, but there's talk of puppies, and then there's no more puppies ever talked about again. Oh, no. It's like, where did the puppies go? (laughs) (laughs) Were they hologram puppies? Sure. Were they replicated puppies? Yeah. Is that ethical to replicate puppies? (laughs) Barbara Streisand did it. (laughs) Yeah. No, but, like, replicate puppies and then unreplicate them. them? Yeah, that's (laughs) fair. Recycle them like you would with your dirty dishes. Well, puppies are a lot of responsibility. I know. So maybe it's a good um, test to see if you're ready for a puppy. Yes. But yeah, no. So Spot, I think Spot's there in Generations, the first movie. Spot's around. And then, yeah, but there's no kittens. Yeah. That we know of. Yeah. Which is interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I don't remember if Nurse Ogawa, if we ever, I don't think we ever meet her baby. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Like, she doesn't die or anything. She's, like, sort of another recurring character. Yeah, she's she's not around. A regular. But, yeah, she pops in and out. Um, yeah, so that is the plot of this episode. The plot is kind of a hot mess. But, like, most science fiction, it's not about the plot. It's about, like, the ideas and the um, the metaphors and the, like, the cool stuff. Like, I think a lot of this one was about, like, the cool makeup effects that we can try. Yeah. Um, but also, I don't know, T-cells activating latent introns. I, those are, those are words that are real words. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if the order that they are in makes any actual sense. Yeah, that part I don't know, because DNA and all of that stuff, I, yeah. Yeah, like, we're definitely not geneticists, Mm -hmm. but like, um, so they talked about, like, these T-cells activate inactive genes which yes there are things that can activate inactive genes like environmental change all kinds of stuff can activate inactive genes Mm -hmm. but like inactive genes and introns aren't the same thing like you have in your body every cell has the same genes Mm -hmm. right so like your finger cells do like express different genes than your eye cells Mm -hmm. right because that's how tissues work yes 
so like that that's different than introns. Introns is literally just like genetic code that isn't genes that doesn't really do anything that we know of other than just is still there. And the genes for turning on those genes aren't there anymore because we don't need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that rings yeah. a bell. Yeah, so like evolution is good at evolving for things, but you don't really get rid of things yeah. very well. Correct. Like appendixes. Um, appendixes, tailbones, mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of all stuff. Kinds Gills. Of stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like pelvic girdles. Yeah. Pelvic girdles. <laughs> It's like your personal challenge. I know. How many episodes can we mention pelvic girdles? Drink. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, but yeah. So introns is different than like genes that have been intentionally deactivated. But anyways, yes, we do have introns. They are just like bits of genetic code that are there. There's some thought that like they do serve a purpose in terms of like spacing and like having extra mm-hmm genetic material to like help prevent the um poor effects of mutations right like if if we only had the genetic material that we really needed and there was mutations either caused by like mistakes like our cells aren't like things don't replicate perfectly every time yeah and then also like um external mutations from like radiation or whatever Mm -hmm. um damage like the more genetic material you have that you don't care about, the less likely any of those mutations are going to be problematic. Exactly. Right? Yes. It takes a lot so, of work to turn know. you into a Spider-Man. Exactly. <laughs> so fun. Um, okay. Do you want to talk a bit about like the evolution of things and how that actually works? Yeah. I'm not going to get into details cause I don't remember them, but so evolutionary trees and branches like there it's, it's it's a tree it's not a straight line yeah um it is true that uh all life i guess could be traced back to one thing very 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 long ago but that's mm-hmm. not how far back we went in this episode so like yeah. you said um as far as we know all the uh humans full humans were turned into primates so that tracks Except for Barkley, he's human Oh, that's true. Yeah, except for Barkley. So that's yeah. weird. Um, yeah. So, like, everybody turning into a primate makes sense in a de-evolving sense. Like, uh, yeah. Cro-Magnons would be first if we were going backwards. Not first first, but, like, um, de-evolving steps. Cro-Magnons, you would hit Cro-Magnons or ath- um, what Astro- Astro- before you hit Yeah, before you hit chimps or whatever. Yes. It was that um, she was turned into, but again, we are all in a straight line, but we also branch out. So, like, primates were all related, but we also evolved at different times. So, just because yeah. we are related to chimps or uh, other primates, gorillas, monkeys, lemurs, um, doesn't mean that we would were directly related from them. Uh, directly yeah. evolved from them. So, like, lemurs evolved at a completely different time than humans evolved. So we are not really closely related at all. We yeah. just have There's similar like, ancestors. Share, yeah, shared ancestor between lemurs and humans, but there's not a direct, like, linear relationship. Yeah. It's more like how, like, your cousins, like, you mm-hmm. have a shared ancestor with your cousin. It's your grandparent. 
Yeah, right? exactly. So why wouldn't devolve into my cousin? Yes. Yeah. You'd go like grandparent, grandparent, back, back, back through that one line, but you don't, you can't like branch backwards. Like you, yeah. If you're, yeah. if, if you're de-evolving, you go directly back. You can't like then go forwards and then go back on a different line. Exactly. So, so yeah. Yeah. So even the lemur or the marmosets don't make any sense. And then the spider makes absolutely no sense at all. Um, yeah, like an invertebrate makes sense, but spiders, I'm pretty sure spiders are like pretty late They're super evolved because they've got all sorts of crazy stuff happening. And yeah. they, if you go back um, far enough, like if this was the point that they were going for, which I doubt, if you go back far enough so that human, like to trace to what humans um, have related, are related with invertebrates, like you're not going to get to spiders. You're going to get to something like, I don't even know. Um, well, it would be like tunicates, right? Yeah. Because they were the vertebrate. Yeah. They were the vertebrate like invertebrates. Little... Yeah. Yeah. Like the pre-invertebrates. Yeah. And then those, yeah. You're more likely to hit something like worms and mm-hmm. things like that than um, arthropods. Yeah. Because everybody's, yeah. they've got, there's all sorts of circulatory stuff, well, and digestion and nervous system stuff that's completely, completely yeah. different. Um from that, and that's a lot of how you track evolution is through taxonomy of how everything works. So, like, yeah, like when a feature first evolved, everything that has that feature has a shared ancestor. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So that's Kinda a lot just... of invertebrates versus vertebrates. Like that was obviously mm-hmm. a big branching point of. Then we, then there were backbones and that changed a lot of how your nervous system was set up because backbones existed. So nervous systems changed. Um, yeah. and then you could be bigger if you wanted to because you had a backbone to support a body. And exactly. And you can be smarter because you, part of your backbone can turn into a brain. Oops. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so then that leads yeah. to so many more different options. Of course, like fish and yes. then the fish get out of the water. By accident, oops. And then, you know. Oops, and then we all have legs. Yep. Oops. And then they're breathing air and water, and that's how amphibians. And then, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and here we are. So. Oh, yeah. That was the one thing when you talked about amphibians that I'd wanted to mention, too, is data says that, um, Troy, I wrote it down because it was like, uh, that's wrong. Uh, respiratory tissue able to metabolize both water and air. Yeah, that's, and like, that's well, not how that works. <laughs> like, we we do metabolize water, but not to breathe. So, like, if you think about um, fish gills, mm-hmm. they are not that different from lungs. Like, they're, how they get oxygen out is really different because they're getting it from water versus air, mm-hmm. but it's, like, kind of the same thing. It's, like, really, really thin layers of cells, and they pull oxygen out of air slash water. They're not, like, functionally that no. different. Um, yeah, and because it's not respiratory, it's not trying to metabolize air. It's trying to pull oxygen out through chemistry. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. It's sort of. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Asking the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just have strong feelings about that because I really like air-breathing fishes, and I think they're really cool. So, yeah, fish <laughs> with gills can breathe air if they're fancy enough. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, that's what I had there to was say some, that. yeah, some issues with the amphibian, like being cold was kind of probably the most accurate part 
And thirsty. And thirsty. Or not thirsty, but, but like, like dry. The dryness. Yep. And I think like as when she was more human, like feeling when you feel dehydrated, like you can't the on, the only way that we hydrate ourselves is by drinking water. Mm-hmm. Like obviously amphibians hydrate in lots of ways. Yeah. By having which, your waterfall bath go over indeed. you. Oh man. Yeah. I want that bath. Me too. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Also, I love that Troy in the bathtub, like her hair's falling out all over the place. There's like hair on the sides of the tub, but then her hair's perfect at the end because her hair's always perfect. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she has the best hair of all of yeah. Star Trek, maybe? I don't know. It's hard to tell. Maybe of TNG? I don't know enough. Definitely the best hair of TNG. I don't know. Janeway's hair is pretty yeah, intense. Yeah. Janeway's hair like, is pretty amazing. The, the space, the giant bun is pretty epic. Yeah. And I don't know. I could talk about Star Trek hair for a long time, but we'll just leave it. That, yes. <laughs> Troy and Worf have the best hair yes. in Deep in Next Generation. Yes. True, True fact. fact. Lindsay, would you recommend this episode to other people? Uh, I would. if Because it's a random standalone episode of Star Trek, it's a good way to be like, yeah, I could watch Star Trek if I had yeah. um, three years to do nothing else because, you know... <laughs> It's, it doesn't take three years. Well, you know, you watch one episode of one show, a Star Trek show, and then that's it forever. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. If I know anything I know. about my friends and relatives. Yes. Don't know how it's... I've managed to stay clear for so long. Eh, I'm working on it. No, no. <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, if you have other Star Trek episodes that you think that we should talk about, or if you have biology Star Trek questions, I'm always up for that. Or if you want to talk about Worf and Troy and how that's not as terrible a thing as lots of people think, um, hit me up. Mm-hmm. You can find us at Nature Finds a Way. Nature Finds a Pod. Yeah. On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we have a website, naturefindsapod.com. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, you can subscribe to our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I watched this episode on National Riker Day, which I didn't know was a thing. Oh, Oh, because it was, um, Jonathan Frakes' birthday, I think. No, because he didn't know about it. I think. Or maybe it was Will Riker's birthday. It must be. Well, yeah, it must have been Will Riker's birthday. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that there were more Riker gifts in my, in my life than normal. So that was really great. So it was like almost the right amount. Yep. You can never go wrong so many with a record gift. So if you want to send us oh. some, go for it. Um, go for it. Yeah. And subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, tell us what random television that you want us to talk about. Because there's lots. It's bad science yes. everywhere. Oh, so much. But also some good science. True, true. True, true. All right. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.